Moratorium. Yeah, that's what we want to talk about. A temporary prohibition of an activity. Moratorium. It's a new episode of Leaning Toward Wisdom podcast. Welcome inside the Ellis Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here, coming to you from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Hope all is well with you. Thank you for clicking play. You can visit the website at leaningtowardwisdom.com. You'll find all the episodes over there and many, 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 many ways that you can subscribe to the podcast. Is there a moratorium in your life? Something that you have kind of put a temporary prohibition on? I encounter people all the time that are, they're putting a moratorium on alcohol. They're putting a moratorium on, usually it's something that is an excess. And it could be any number of things. I guess most of us tend to think of vices. It wouldn't have to be. I've put a moratorium. Well, it's not really a prohibition. Yeah, it kind of is. Intermittent fasting. You ever practiced this? I have found that intermittent fasting has been probably the most profitable way for me to kind of maintain weight management boy there's a there's a great term isn't it weight management i manage my weight really well it just continues to escalate not true not true a temporary prohibition of an activity in the case of intermittent fasting is i get all my calories between 6 a.m and noon after that It's a moratorium. And I'm going to tell you what got the whole thing started is money. Yeah, a moratorium on on money. Well, not a prohibition of earning money. That ain't going to happen. There's lots of talk when you get to be uh, our age, that is my age and my wife's age, uh, retiring and not working anymore. Just put your feet up, relax, hit the golf course, hit the lake, start fishing, whatever. I, I don't plan on putting even a temporary prohibition, a moratorium, on earning income, but uh, I've done a number of shows in the past, in the recent past, about our move and buying a house and purging things, and we've talked about spending and saving and investing, and and these are still things that are on my mind. These are still things that I, I catch myself engaged in these conversations over and over and over with, with people of, of all age groups. And I think it's largely just because of 
kind of where the world is at right now. Interest rates continue to climb. Uh, that can be a good thing uh, from an investment standpoint, maybe. I mean, for instance, CDs, certificates of deposit, I, I don't, I don't remember them being this consistently high uh, for such a long period of time. But again, it's it's due to rising interest rates. Uh, money is not cheap. And because money is not cheap, then, okay, money will pay you investment dollars through CDs and T-bills and those sorts of things. Are, are They're running at a pretty decent clip right now. Now, it could be argued that the stock market can also benefit from that. And Listen, I, I'm not the guy to listen to when it comes to to investment advice. I am not a professional. You need to seek professional. Well, I don't know. Do you need to seek professional help? Um, I don't, don't take, don't take my word for, for any of this. I, I'm just a practical guy approaching all of these things, uh, with extreme caution and extreme practicality. Uh, but it does beg this conversation, this ongoing conversation about money and expenses and the worry and the anxiety that clearly is prevalent. I think no matter where you are geographically and no matter what your age is demographically. And so the topic of a moratorium when it comes to money is probably a, a pretty wise conversation to have no matter what. But it doesn't have to be restricted to more to that kind of a moratorium. So uh, apply this to your personal situation as you see fit. For me, this temporary prohibition of an activity is really focused on just where we are in life with the move and kind of maintaining two residents. And yeah, so it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's both a lot of money and concern and time and a, a little bit of anxiety, although it was completely planned and prepared for, but that doesn't always make it any easier. And when you do something like we have done, there are these ancillary things I've talked before, you know, like landscaping, there, there are just some other things, some other expenses that come up. I know a number of people in the real estate game and because of this community that we love so much. And, and there's, there's kind of a, a degree of flux in a community like the one that we bought our house in where there's people coming and there's people going, uh, for various reasons. For instance, we had a neighbor and her husband passed away late last year. Family is back over here in Texas. They were urging her to kind of come back home, get closer to the family, even though it's just some hours away. And she hated to leave the neighborhood, but it probably made sense for her to be closer to family. And so she sold. And another person, also from Texas, uh, bought the house, bought her property, and now he's making it his own. 
So there are all these kinds of things that go on pretty constantly. And with those kinds of, of shifts and transitions, whether it's in his case, whether it's buying an existing home or somebody else owned it, well, don't you know, he's now going to come in and he's going to do some things differently. There are, it's highly, highly likely that there are going to be some services and some things that he is going to invest in to make that house his home. And so it goes. Now, hopefully we, we plan for these kinds of things, but as anybody who has owned a home will tell you, sometimes things don't go quite exactly according to plan. There are things that come up and it's like, okay, well, we didn't know we were going to need that. Or we didn't know that we were going to need to fix that. Or when we got in, we really didn't know that we would be modifying that. I mean, I'll give you, for instance, in preparing the Yellow Studio 4.0, I had things, I had things fairly, I had things fairly mapped out about what I wanted to do. And it sometimes it goes even better than planned. So I invested in some fabric made by a company called York quiet wall, York quiet wall. This is, this is basically fabric that goes on the wall like wallpaper. Well, it's, it's an acoustical treatment, but it, it looks like fabric on the wall, but man alive, did it reduce the echo? I, I, I was expecting it to benefit, but I was really expecting to have to make an investment in a bit more sound treatment. This was really just kind of the, the beginning. I thought, well, okay, we're, I, I, I had beadboard installed halfway. Okay. Four feet up the wall. There's like 10 foot ceilings. And then the rest of it was this acoustical fabric. So I walk in to the place last week. And I'm like, man, it, I mean, it deadened it. It deadened it way more than I thought it would, which was great because I was thinking, well, I'm going to need to figure something out. The, these tall ceilings, I'm going to need to figure out something to do at the, at the ceiling. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think that's, that's a case where, Okay, I've got an unexpected savings because, okay, plan A's working. I'm not used to plan A working. Are you? I mean, I'm, I'm used to, man, we got to get to plan M before I can even start to see any momentum. But, okay, that wasn't the case here. So some money saved. Simultaneously, the big walk-in closet, well, one of the big walk-in closets, there's two that are attached to the primary bedroom. I'm, I'm looking at all these, I'm looking at all these racks. Now I've got, I've got a fair amount of clothes, but not overly so. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of rod space, you know, for hanging clothes. And I'm like, I really, I need more shelves then I need rods for hanging clothes, especially if I want to keep the yellow studio really pristine. And I do. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. So I'm, we're looking at the closet and I'm like, 
you know what? Again, tall ceilings. Like, man, I could add one, two. I could add three shelves. Just do away with this one section and add three more shelves. Guess where? Guess where the library, the the books that I didn't purge, I purged about over 3,000, but I kept, I don't know. If you count the religious books, yeah, okay, yeah, there's, there's still a few hundred books. But they would all go, they would all fit nicely in there, and I'd still have room. And so some of the things that, you know, you just kind of need a place to, to store stuff. And again, I'm not storing things that, okay, let's just, here's a box full of stuff. We don't know what's in it. Let's just stick it on a shelf. No, 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 no. We're talking about, here's a box. We know what's in it. It's appropriately labeled. And right now the things that are in it, we don't need, but come winter, we will. Or we don't need them right now, but come summer, we will. So my possessions are really boiled down to real high utility. Do I use these things with at least annual regularity? And again, the reason for the annual is primarily driven by the wardrobe. Flannel shirts. I love flannel shirts in the winter. Guess what? Right now, as I hit the record button, it's probably going to be 100 degrees today. I don't need a flannel shirt in 100-degree heat. But when winter comes, when fall comes, I'm going to want to break those flannel shirts out. I don't want to go buy brand new ones every year. That's not cost effective. So it's things like that. Most of the things are things that I'm going to use with regularity, much more regular than annual. But that's just kind of the max. That's kind of the max limit for for me. If I don't at least use it annually, then I got to really wonder why, why do I have it? And the exceptions to that are those things that I would deem as, well, they're not priceless, but I'm going to call them priceless because they just, they hold that kind of value for me. For instance, the Yellow Studio 4.0 is going to have, just as the Yellow Studio 2.0 had, is going to have my Ballard Street prints. I have four Ballard, Ballard Street Glykely prints. They, they look like they're painted. It's a technology. And I bought them years ago. Uh, they're autographed. They are certified from the creator of Ballard Street cartoons. And Rhonda had them framed for me. Well, those are priceless. Not that they're worth so much money that you couldn't put a dollar figure on. But for me, they're priceless. And besides that, they're going to be hanging on the wall of the Yellow Studio 4.0. I'm going to be looking at them. I'm going to be seeing them every day. So they have great value for me in that regard. Okay, maybe they don't quite fit that high utility thing but they kind of fit in their own category. You understand, you get it. So in looking at this closet, I'm like, okay, man, instead of having two shelves, I could have five plus the floor, man, that, that would go a long way. I mean, the yellow studio 4.0 can be really clean and slick and pristine, which is exactly 
what I'm aiming for. Okay, well, no money spent on the ceiling acoustical treatment because doesn't look like I'm going to need that because there are other things I'm doing that were part of the plan and part of the budget, like a rug and like chairs. I've posted over in our private Facebook group the two yellow chairs. I already got those. They're not in place yet, but you can see them. Okay, those were already in the budget. Those are going to help acoustically. Not going to need to spend any money to have anything done to try to cut down echo from the ceiling. So this closet stuff, well, that's a new, that's a new idea. That's going to cost a little bit of money, not a lot of money, but it's going to, it's not something that I had planned for because, well, we just had the idea a week ago. So there are always things like that. Things like that are in play anytime you move to a place, well, if you're a homeowner, especially, you know, like here in the apartment, nah, you know, you're not going to modify anything. It's not your place. Uh, you, you're nothing like installing shelves on the wall. You might buy a piece of furniture here or a piece of furniture there, but we're not because it's just the way we roll. But all of this brings back to the surface this whole thing of a moratorium of putting a temporary prohibition in this case on spending now the reason it's important for me right now is because of well it's just pure timing uh, when we first began the move okay you've you've got to you just got to buy certain things because you got to buy certain things. I've talked before when we've sold the house, it had a built-in sub-zero refrigerator. Okay. Well, new house, guess what you need a refrigerator. Okay. Well, you can't, you can't put a moratorium on spending because you got to have a refrigerator ditto on the washer and the dryer. Got to You don't have a washer and dryer. You got to get a washer and a dryer. So uh, we did that. There were just, there's just things like that that come with home ownership that you just have to spend. So that's not the time to put a moratorium on it, but we're now to the point where, okay, now, yeah, we just, it's just time to put the brakes on. We need to put a moratorium, a temporary prohibition on spending money uh, for the house. So that's pretty much pretty much the moratorium. We've got things where we need them to be. Uh, we've, we've more than got things where they need to be. And for probably, I would say maybe even for the rest of the year, certainly through, through November. Yeah, we're pretty much done. We're pretty much done because the things that we knew we needed, we've already taken care of. Uh, the things that we knew we would need that haven't been taken care of, we've already kind of got those in the pipeline. And so now it's time to just sit back and hit the pause button and say, okay, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not going to do anything now. And this isn't driven because of a budget excess or anything, because we, we've, we've been pretty true to, okay, this is what we think we need to do. And we've pretty much stayed true to it. I've told you before, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a spreadsheet junkie, uh, especially I have been over this ordeal. 
And so I've been, I've been keeping numbers and I've been keeping track of stuff. And, uh, but I've talked about this before. If you don't get a grip, if you don't get a grip on this stuff, spending money can become a habit and we have had to spend money on some things that we haven't had to spend money on in decades, in decades. And I've absolutely caught myself realizing you, you start looking at things. And of course the internet being as smart as it is, it just starts peppering you with advertisements for various and sundry things. And I've been, I've been pretty practical for the most part, not completely, but I've been, I would, I've been largely practical about the expenses, even the ones that don't relate to the house or our move or just this station that we have in life. I told you before about these, these Duluth trading shirts that I, I got. Uh, they went on sale. They went on some kind of a flash sale. And I'm pretty fond of, of these shirts. And I have them for a long time. I mean, I've got, I've got some that are uh, three or four years old. And they look just as new as the day that I got them. And so, uh, again, high, high, high utility. I talked about favorite pair of shoes. Right, so these new balance shoes and normally like seventy bucks and okay, here they are, they're thirty bucks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm buying a pair. And um so I've got more I got more tennis shoes than I've probably ever had. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. And that doesn't mean I got like eighteen pair, I've got like four. But when you can get them for less than half price and you know you're going to have them, you know, it's a little bit like going to get paper towels or toilet paper at one of the clubs, whether you're a Costco fan or a Sam's Club. Yeah, we do Sam's Club. Half for years. You're going to need it. You're going to buy it. You're going to use it. And if, and that's a big word, if you can get it, at the right deal, and if you've got the space for it, and if you've got the money, then why not? Because you're you're gonna use it, all right? Staple kind of stuff. Moratorium, a temporary prohibition of an activity. In this case, what got the whole thought process started was spending. Do you need to put a moratorium on spending or certain kinds of spending? I think most all of us do at some point in our life. And right now that's, that's where I'm, I'm at. And it really is driven more from an emotional or mental thing than a financial thing. It's just, I'm catching myself a true confession. I'm just, I'm catching myself kind of wanting things that I don't care. You know, I mean, if I bought this thing or if I didn't buy this thing and eh, six, one half dozen, another but you just kind of get caught up in the whole consumerism thing. Yeah, that's happened. And so I'm imposing this moratorium based primarily on that. I just don't like that feeling. I don't like catching myself looking, Oh man, that wouldn't that be cool. Wouldn't this be cool? 
Because if I continue down that, if I just let my mind go there, I'm going to negate the purging that I did. So I'm still very intent on keeping things really tight, really focused, knowing what I have, knowing why I have it, and the big one, knowing where it is. I'm so ready to, I'm so ready to have some of this stuff settled because it's, you know, when, when you've got so much of your stuff in one place and then so much of your stuff at another place and you're never quite sure which place has what stuff, <laughs> that's going to change even though we're going to maintain two places. It's, it's, it's just going to be different. It's going to be different because at one place, things are going to be, you know, way more minimal than they are right now. And right now it's kind of, it's kind of dual, it's kind of dual, dual stuff. And that doesn't work. You know, it's like, okay, well, we've got a lot of stuff over here and we got a whole lot of stuff over here. No, it's better if we have like, okay, we got nearly everything over here and we know that we've got some stuff here and we know what that is. Just not there yet. We're just not yet there yet. So we're working on it. Temporary prohibition of an activity. The other thing that I've already said is this intermittent fasting. I got off of it for a couple of weeks and just felt awful. What has worked for me is getting all of my calories in between six and noon. Now this does not mean endless mindless eating for six hours. It means just, I will typically get up five thirty, six o'clock and I'm going to eat some kind of a protein bar. Sometimes I will eat a bowl of oatmeal. Yeah. I like oatmeal. And more often than not, I'm going to eat a protein bar and that that'll be it. And then I just, I start drinking water by 10 o'clock, 10 30. Yeah. Okay. I'm hungry because keep in mind, I will not have eaten since at the very latest noon the day before. So it's pretty common for me to eat what you would call lunch by 10 30. <laughs> I mean, I did it today, in fact, just today. So I went in and I made a turkey and cheese sandwich. I didn't eat any chips, so I, I did good. And at 10.30, I, I ate a sandwich and felt like, okay, I'm good. Around noon, I grabbed a fistful of pecans and I ate. I ate a fistful of pecans and that's been it. So I had a protein bar, a turkey and cheese sandwich, wheat bread. I don't do white bread. And I had a fistful of pecans and I'm done. I'm done for the day. As I hit the record button, it is about four 30 in the afternoon. So really I was done probably closer to 11, 1130, now, I don't want to do it too early because then that just means the fasting part, the moratorium part, goes even longer. So you're talking about from noon 
now go all the way to 6 a.m. So what is that? That's 12 and that's 18 hours. So a six-hour period where I'm eating and then an 18-hour period where I'm not eating. I'm drinking water, but I'm not eating anything. That's a moratorium, a temporary prohibition of eating from noon one day until 6 a.m. the next day. That works. That works. I, I feel better. I feel way better. I can tell you where it makes a big difference is going to bed. Yeah, I'd love to tell you that I've overcome my insomnia altogether. But that's not completely true. It has improved, though, I will tell you, because going to bed hungry, this moratorium on eating for that period of time means that by the time I go to bed, I haven't eaten since noon. So, yeah, you could argue, okay, well, you go to bed hungry. I can tell you this straight up. I feel way better going to bed hungry than I do going to bed full. And, and frankly, I always have. So that moratorium on food has been super beneficial. I'm convinced that this moratorium on spending is going to be super beneficial, not only financially, but probably more importantly, it's just going to kind of get me out of the, out of the, yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, man, look at that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be because we live in a world of consumerism. I get it. I'm a capitalist. I applaud it. But we all need to practice some personal responsibility and accountability and control ourselves. And I don't that that's the part of it that I I haven't I I'm not I haven't been a fan of my behavior uh, in that regard. So what is it that you would like to put a temporary prohibition on? And then it leads to maybe the bigger issue. Are there things that you would like to not make it a moratorium, but make it something even more permanent? Is there something that you would like to just stop completely? Yeah, I'm thinking of some vices. I mean, I, I know people that a glass of wine... And they're like, you know, I'm not a big drinker. And you start talking and they start talking and I'm a non-drinker completely. A teetotaler, as they say. And they'll say, well, yeah, I only have, I only have about a glass and a half a day. And then they start, they start talking to you and they start talking about how, yeah, they, every night they do this and they've got this ritual and. I've just, I've, I've sat there and you can watch their eyes light up and you can watch the bulb go off in their head where they realize, Hmm, you know what? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I have a, I don't think I have a drinking problem, but yeah, I do. I do drink every night, a glass and a half of wine every night. I Is that a habit you want to keep? I don't know that this stuff is so much a conversation about willpower, although it may be as much for me as it's a, it's a, it's self-awareness. Can we be so in touch with ourselves that we know, okay, this is behavior that I don't, I don't much like it's behavior that probably isn't serving me as ideally as, as it should. So I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. You know, are we going to put a moratorium on 
all spending. Well, of course not. You've got to buy food. You got to buy gas or things you got to buy, but I'm putting a moratorium on the kind of, of spending that we have done up to this point. Okay. So we need it. I need two chairs for the yellow studio. Okay. Check the box done rug. Check the box, bought it. Don't, don't need to buy, don't need to buy another one. Don't need to think about it. And you can think, well, man, wouldn't this look great when that there's a whole lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda stuff that you could apply to your life, but okay. Do you need to, does it serve the greater purpose? Is it in your best interest, especially over a more extended period of time than just right now. Cause come on, we all know buying stuff feels really good in the moment. It may not feel so great when the bill comes due, but so for me, again, it's the financial thing, but it really mostly is the just, let's just, I just, I know myself. Well, I need to break this cycle. I need to break this cycle of activity of even looking at things, checking on things, uh, checking out Amazon, looking at the stuff, you know, it's almost, it's gotten to where it's almost like I'm looking for the things that, that we need. I need to stop doing that. I want to stop doing that. I don't even want to look for the things that we need. If we need it, that will bubble to the surface and I'm not going to act then, but if it persists and Ron and I agree, okay, that's, we really do need that. Okay. Then the question is, okay, well, do we, when do we need it? Do we need it now? You know, she and I've had some conversations about, about some stuff at the house and we know that, yeah, we might need it, but okay, probably not going to need it until next spring. Well, if you don't need it until next spring and it's July or August, then you don't need it until next spring. So let's take a look at it next spring. Makes sense, right? So it's that kind of a thing. Moratoriums. Putting a temporary prohibition on an activity. And let's go ahead and call it what it is. An activity that is detrimental. It may not be harmful, but it's detrimental. It's not the best thing that you could do. A better decision is to not do it than to do it. And here we're talking temporarily. You got anything like that in your life? Go ahead. Look at it. Take a look in the mirror. Examine it really, really closely. Money. Alcohol. Other habits. And before we part company today, let's talk about maybe the opposite. I don't, what would be, what would even be the opposite of, of a moratorium? You know, a temporary amplification of an activity. I can give you one for me. I got news about the death of a man who was, well, I've, I've, I've called him. I, I dubbed him. There were four old men in my life that were really important, and he was the last. The other three passed on, and he passed away. He was, for me, the last man standing. Okay, let's qualify that. He was the last old man standing. 
And these were the guys who were the giants in my life. And it caused me to have enormous gratitude that he was in my life. And so were these three other guys, but it really gave me a focus on prayer, prayer, and mostly a prayer of Thanksgiving and yeah, gratitude, just tons and tons of gratitude. And so whatever is the opposite of a moratorium, and I say temporary only because I know myself and I know how life works, but we have these seasons in our life. We have these moments in our life. And just like I'm putting a moratorium on the spending thing, I'm now going the opposite direction when it comes to prayer. I intentionally want to be very purposeful and I want to pray a whole lot more. How long will I do that? I don't know. I'm not setting a limit. I'm not setting a goal other than I know I just want to pray more. I want to pray more and I want to be more thankful to God first and foremost, just for the opportunities, for the blessings, for my situation, for the important people that are in my life and who've been in my life. So are there other activities that are positive activities that you want to amplify those? And maybe you've got a timeline. Maybe you want to amplify them for a certain period of time, or maybe it's like me with prayer. You want, you want to just amplify them right now because this is what's on your mind. This is where you're at right now. This is the season of your life right now, and you want to amplify it. And like me with prayer, you'll just you'll see how long it goes. I mean, it can't be a bad thing. Something that is beneficial for you. What have you got like that? in your life. I can tell you I've almost got way too much stuff like both of these things in my life all the time. I find myself wanting to put a prohibition on things pretty regularly. I, I was I was thinking as I was preparing for today's show, there was a time I man, Dr. Pepper, I was a Dr. Pepper holic. I was a teenager and for some reason I decided I'm just gonna quit. It was never in my intent it was never my intent to quit drinking Dr. Pepper completely. And it was never my intent when I started to give up all carbonated drinks, but that's what ended up happening. And it was, and I started it over a summer, like right that stupidest time of the year when you're a teenager to stop something like that. But I did. So I gave up Dr. Pepper, which quickly, quickly morphed into not only a moratorium on Dr. Pepper, but a moratorium on all carbonated drinks, period. And I did it. And I did it for a year and a half because that's just kind of how my personality goes. I mean, I committed when I committed to it, I was committed to it. That's all she wrote. I didn't plan on it for a year and a half. I just, I just kept putting one foot in front of the other and I just kept it up. And it's like the more I did it, the more I hated thinking about violating it. I can't remember the details because I was too young. I can't remember 
getting the first Diet Dr. Pepper, well, it wasn't the Diet Dr. Pepper then, getting the first Dr. Pepper after a year and a half. But at some point, the year, at about a year and a half, it was over, and that's all she wrote. Now, I was never quite the same. I, I, I didn't just mainline Dr. Pepper after that. So it did have a benefit. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a Diet Dr. Pepper. Well, yeah, I probably could. It's probably been a few weeks ago. Occasionally, you know, we go out and instead of iced tea, I'm like, yeah, have you got Diet Dr. Pepper? I'd really like one of those. But mostly, you know, I'm drinking water. So I've got a history of doing this stuff. I told you about purging the books. And, man, when I got on a roll, I got on a roll. And then it began to be a game of like, okay, hey, can I get rid of this book? Yeah, yeah. Hey, here's another book I don't really – okay, here's another one I don't – do you know yourself well enough to understand the kind of personality that you've got like that? Because when I commit and I want to do something like a temporary prohibition – yeah, I can I can let the pendulum really swing in that direction. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. I hope you'll visit. I hope you'll subscribe. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.